stars. Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. It is party time. Oh, my goodness. It is going to be a new year. Just in a couple of days, can you believe it? Uh, 2021 is already almost over. And I'm sure most people are saying, hooray, hooray, and <laughs> we're heralding in the new one. Well, welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am the producer and the host. My name is Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And we're always so excited to have you here where we, you know, talk about what's happening in the world and hopefully do something that is positive and uplifting and giving you some tools for living. In today's show, we've got a lot of stuff we're going to cover. We're going to talk about finding your purpose because all of us are questioning the meaning of life. We're wondering what our purpose is, how to find it. So perhaps we can discover our innate talents and gifts and get ready for a new year of passion, purpose, and possibilities. Also, if you are a parent, your greatest wish is probably for your children to have self-esteem, confidence, and to be good people when they grow up. Um, so what can we do as, as parents to positively encourage these traits? Well, I'll give you a few secrets to raise a happy, well-balanced kid. And then there is a new pattern emerging um, with singles these days that are looking for an, a mate in this pandemic. It's rather interesting because emotion, emotional security followed by stability has topped the list of critical qualities as opposed to the 2020 most important aspect, which was pretty much looks. So we're going to find out what courtship is doing and how it is evolving and finally, dress codes have changed as people are trickling back into the workplace. Attire is definitely less formal. It's more comfortable. And workers are indicating that stuffy is out, while looking professional has taken on totally new meaning. The miracle moment for today, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, is from Samuel Johnson. Nothing will ever be attempted if all possible objections must First, be overcome. And boy, do I agree with that. It's like, wow. Um, you know, it's so easy to say, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Or have uh, every single reason why not to do it. But um, in order to create anything new, we got to kind of just jump off the cliff and go for it. Well, shatter the limits, blow up the barriers, and multiply the possibilities. This is what I say. Hooray, hooray. A brand new year is beginning soon. And before we really get into uh, some ideas on finding your purpose, 
I would like to say it is not too late to donate or make a difference and to get your 2021 tax deduction. Now, since the pandemic halted so many activities, nonprofits have had to do more with less money. And Be The Star You Are, of course, is one of those small grassroots 501c3 that continue to support those in need throughout these troubling times. And in fact, uh, throughout 2020 and a good part of 2021, when uh, all venues were closed, uh, you know, for actors and artists and musicians, uh, we continually on both Express Yourself, Teen Radio, and Be The Star You Are, hosted all kinds of different creative people who had something to say and no place to say it. So if you're able, make a donation now to contribute to Be The Star You Are to continue our outreach efforts on behalf of women, families, and youth. And don't forget that expanded charitable giving tax deductions were included in the CARES Act, and they are applicable through December 31st of this year. So you can donate now. You can go to btsya.org. Just click on Donate, and it'll take you to a PayPal where you are not charged any fees and 100% goes to Be The Star You Are. Or if you'd like to go to bethestarur.org, you can also do that as well. And of course, there are other ways that you can make a donation without really making a donation. If you're shopping, consider, you know, um, using Amazon Smile. Uh, with your uh, with your uh, extra money that would go to be the star you are, you would have to go to smile.amazon.com and then click on be the star you are as the charity. They only give 0.5%. <laughs> I mean, it's not very much, but, you know, when you're a charity, pennies count. Um, and literally on any giving site, be the star you are is available. You just have to type in be the star you are. And you can also uh, go to our store, our Amazon store of Be The Star You Are, or the store on starstyleradio.net where we have books and CDs and T-shirts. And there's no extra charge to you, and all the money will go to the charity. So that is just my pitch to get your tax deduction. I mean, why give it to Uncle Sam? I mean, think about this. You donate $25, it gives five brand new books to uh, to children or people in need. $50 will give 12 new books, and $100 gives 28 brand new books. And that also includes shipping to wherever it is that we're going to uh, ship it. So just think about it, bethestarur.org. Now, getting to finding your purpose, I mean, sooner sooner or later, all of us are questioning the meaning of life. And the sooner we get to it, the better chance we have of finding a satisfactory answer. I have seen so many of my clients, you know, go through all different stages of personal growth. And that's part of doing this radio show is to make it a personal growth, you know, um, show so that we can excel and enhance our achievements. But once you work through issues that have held you back, now you often begin to ask now, what now? So what prompts a desire to search for meaning? You know, Oprah Winfrey once said, it isn't until you come to a spiritual understanding of who you are, not necessarily a religious feeling, but a deep down the spirit within that you can begin to take control of your life. So 
searching for the meaning of our life, it's a discovery process. It's a learning experience. It's also a very creative event. And by reviewing the kind of person you are and the abilities that come naturally to you, naturally to you, think about that word. Even if they got you into trouble in the past, you can gain insight into your life purpose. Just a, a quick example there is what used to get me in trouble in school all the time is I was always talking. <laughs> and now I get paid to talk. <laughs> so both radio, television, and speaking engagements. So obviously that was an ability that came naturally to me, was my ability just to talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime, about just about any topic. I, and I also love listening to find out what was new and interesting and things that I could do more research. So these are a few questions that you can ask yourself to identify your personal qualities your unique talents, your desires, your values, and perhaps your recurring patterns or circumstances that repeat in your life. Now, keep in mind when I give you these questions, there's no right or wrong answer because um, everybody is unique and everybody is different. And there's not one answer that's necessarily better than another answer. It's just what is going to be unique for you. And this exercise is just to help you get a more objective look at your own unique strengths and abilities. And I always think it's better to write things down because there's something magical that happens when you write things down. It's almost like you're making a pledge to the universe that this is what you're going to do or this is this is how you're going to do it. So Try to answer these questions about personal qualities. First, are you friendly, open, and outgoing? Or are you solitary, quiet, and reserved? Now, when I ask these questions, I can also say that you could also be a mixture of both. I mean, if just speaking on these two first questions... I think of myself as being friendly, open, and outgoing, but I also love my solitude. I need my my quiet time. I don't think I'm so reserved, although I'm always happy to have somebody else in the limelight so so I can take a break. (laughs) So just know, you see, those are two questions that are supposedly on the opposite side of the spectrum. However, some people... You can be both. So, again, that question is, are you friendly, open, or outgoing? Or are you solitary, quiet, or reserved? The next question to ask yourself is, are you a good listener and are you receptive? Or are you more of a communicator, someone that others listen to? And again, You could be both, and sometimes it's better to be both. Are you a dreamer or an intellectual? What other qualities do you have? Now, to identify your talents, you want to ask yourself a few of these questions. Are you good with your hands? Do you excel at a craft, for example? Do you like needlework or carpentry or do you have mechanical gifts? Are you artistic? 
Can you paint or draw or sculpt or throw pottery? Do you dance, act, direct, produce? Are you musically inclined? Can you play an instrument? Can you sing? And that means more than singing in the shower. Do you compose or do you just appreciate or perhaps you critique music? Are you a skilled communicator? Are you a good conversationalist or a writer? What about being a public speaker or a teacher? Do you have any intellectual talents? For example, are you good at math or science or spatial relations or computer games or programming? Do you have a knack for solving puzzles? What other talents do you have? Now, when I ask you these questions, I always say, again, it's best to write down the first answers that come into your head. Remember, nobody else is going to read them. This is for for your brain only so that you can identify perhaps what career you would like to go into. The next thing that's important to ask yourself is what are your desires? Do you want to travel? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to uh, to perhaps just, you know, live on a mountaintop in a tent? Is there a political cause that interests you? Do you want to clean up the environment or save the world or work with climate change? Would you like to express yourself musically or artistically or as a public speaker, a writer, a coach, or a teacher? Do you want to help animals or do you want to save human lives? Are you interested in becoming a healer or a healthcare worker? In other words, list any desires, no matter how fanciful, that don't appear on this list. When I was a little girl, I had no idea exactly. I always knew I loved to perform from the time I I could talk or toddle, I guess. But I had no idea what performing really meant. And I used to bounce a ball all the time. And so when people would say to me when I was really little, what do you want to be? I would say (laughs) a world famous ball bouncer. And I have no idea what that means (laughs) except for I was constantly bouncing all different size balls off of walls, you know, and floors and ceilings and any place that I could bounce a ball. And I think the funny part of that is today is that I definitely am juggling a lot of balls. Everyone always says to me, you have a lot of balls in the air. And actually, I don't know how to juggle balls at all, but I do have a a lot of different things that I love doing because I look at all the possibilities and then when I really want to do something, I just find a way to get it done. Now, what circumstances seem to repeat in your life? Again, do you often wind up teaching, talking to people, organizing or leading groups? Are you that person that's always the head of something? Are you always asked to be the chairman or to be an officer in a club It means that you have leadership skills. Do you find yourself repeatedly working with computers? Or do you like gardening? Do you like plants? Do you like paintbrushes, horses, babies, heavy machinery, microscopes, uh, you know, pencils, candles? What is it that you really, really like? 
do people often tell you their life stories? I mean, whether you ask them or not. I mean, that could mean that you are going to be interested in becoming a therapist. So whatever your recurring thoughts and patterns and circumstances are, again, write them down. Because by using this list of talents and qualities and desires and circumstances, you are going to be able to find a career or a life path or just your potential that you can definitely reach so that you can live your purpose. Because we're all here for a purpose. Now, I do have... A, um, a plan or a roadmap, as I call it. And I really believe that once you have taken these, these questions and done them seriously, you can decide what it is that you want to do. And, you know, you want to be it. You don't want to just think you're going to become it because the should and could do no good. And tomorrow never comes. The only way to start is to start today. So, Dream big, dream big. What is it that really interests you? You interested to, I'll just use radio. You're interested in hosting a radio show. We'll put that down as this is what I really want to do. I want to inspire others and be on the radio. So think big. So once you've done that and you've written it down, then you definitely need to get the skills you need. So what does that mean? Are you going to have to take seminars or get some coaching or intern somewhere or go back to school, get speaking, uh, say speaking, coaching, whatever it is. So you have to get the skills that you need. Then after that, you really have to have a support system. So you need to find one person who's going to believe in you and keep you on the right track. Because we, can, we don't want yes people around us. When that happens, we definitely get on the wrong track. So once you've gotten the skills, and if that meant going back to school, you definitely have to do that. Because if, if things just don't materialize out of nowhere. And then find a coach or a mentor or a guide. Someone who is going to help you get there besides your supporter. And then finally, it's important just to believe in yourself and all the possibilities that can emerge and take everybody up on their offers. When I was writing my first book and I couldn't find a publisher, I let everybody know that I met, that I was writing a book and I was looking for the right agent and the right publisher. And by doing so, they showed up. So remember, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So whatever you do, I want you to live your purpose and find the possibilities because they are all available to you. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about the some things that you can do to help your children just be more fabulous and to be definitely acclimated as good citizens of the world. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back. Please stay with me. The star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling. Well, it's not quite show business, but it is the business of raising children. And these are a few things that you can do to really help your children become the person that they were meant to be and enhance their life. Because it's so important what we learn as children really brings us into our adult years. And although it's never too late to have a happy childhood, it sure would be better if we could all start a happy childhood when we are actually children. So first is to catch your child behaving well. You have to be sure to notice and comment frequently. Be really specific about you, what you witness him or her doing or saying and compliment them on it. And when you are disciplining your child, make a correction quickly without too much fuss and then go back to being very positive. You want your child to think of herself as a good person. For example, if Susan knocks down, you know, some cans on the grocery store shelf, just say, please put them back. And after there is a, the shelves are fully stacked again, say, thank you. That was really great for you to cooperate and do what you were asked. And that will just help them feel good about themselves because mistakes happen. Express affection for your child verbally, physically, and through your actions because actions are louder than words, as we all know. And actions can include taking her preferences into consideration, showing him or her that you enjoy their company, or perhaps 
taking them to see an exhibit that you really don't care about that much. Like if you have a child who loves snakes and lizards and all kinds of amphibians, you know, take them and show them. That really shows that you care about what they are interested in. Demonstrate kindness and consideration and generosity to others. By you being a role model, you role model how to be kind, generous, and considerate. When you spend time with your child, do it willingly and happily because a child can really tell when his parents aren't fully present or if they begrudge giving up their time. Now, of course, you don't want to feel guilty when you're having to go to work or if you are reading a book and you skip some pages. I mean, that's that's totally, you know, okay. It's just that when you play with your kid, really play with your kid. Be there. Don't be on your phone. You know, don't be having a zillion other conversations. Show your child that he or she is the most important person in your life. Have encouraging optimistic outlooks uh, with your child as much as possible. I mean, nobody wants you to be Mary Poppins, but it is important to keep your worries to yourself. Or if you really need to share them, talk to a therapist or share them with some other adults. Because when kids hear too many serious or worrisome issues, directly or indirectly, it really burdens them and it can inhibit a child. It can make that child become anxious, withdrawn, clingy, and definitely lack confidence. So that's not something that we want to have happen. Also, avoid excessive behaviors that um, are, not, are not positive. For example, spending too much money, doing too much cleaning, drinking too much, being too angry, just working all the time, um, being on your computer or using electronics too much. I mean, try to find a balance and demonstrate this to your child. And if you need help with any of these things, get it. You know, there you could be a compulsive cleaner or you're a compulsive gambler or maybe you're drinking just one too many glasses of wine every night. Remember, your child are watching and our children are happiest and feel most secure when we are able to be happy with ourselves and with our own lives. So again, it gets back to modeling our happiness and modeling who we are and what we really expect them to be because um, they're going to copy us. I mean, whenever you hear about a bully, usually those bullies have learned some of that uh, behavior from their parents. When you hear about racist comments, it usually came from parents or from some other um person that the children heard it from. I mean, children don't innately, they're not innately mean or angry or, um, or some, in some other way inhibited like that. So we, it's up to us as adults to be good role models. We need to provide clear, concise expectations and consequences when things go wrong. It's really essential to implement consequences and to enforce them when uh, rules are broken, because otherwise children just learn that there are no consequences and that they can get away with anything at any time. And that's not what we want. So we have to be firm and loving in our efforts and often the way to get your child to see see, uh, something 
that is going to be positive, again, is for you to exhibit that positivity. And if there are some issues that are really above your control or you think that your child might have a challenge that is going to be more readily suited to um, a professional, make sure you speak to your family doctor. You might need to get a therapist uh, or some kind of consultant. And you may have to consult with a professional just regularly to get the advice and support that you need. And the final thing would be to be a really good listener. One of the most powerful tools in parenting is being able to provide a calm, reflective, neutral ear for your child. Because with supportive listening from their parents, children learn how to make decisions, how to express their thoughts and their feelings, and how to interact better with others. And in this way, they develop greater confidence and self-worth and self-esteem. So as adults, we have to really avoid judging. It can be hard sometimes, but we also have to avoid giving advice unless we are asked for it. We need to ask questions where we really listen to the answers. And we have to make sure that when we react, It's not on too much of an emotional level. We just really do have to think about everything and then really listen. So I hope that those are a few tips that you might be able to use now and in the new year to help you be a better parent and to give your child a better life because the kids are our future. And if we don't take care of them now and give them the uh, role modeling and the examples and the tools they need to be adjusted adults. Um, Everybody pays the price. Now I want to go to a lifestyle uh, thought that's really uh, happening today, and it is about dating. So emotional maturity is topping the list of what U.S. singles are looking for these days. It's actually beating out all the other qualities um, according to a new study by the dating site, you know, match.com. This was released on November 9th. And I just found it so fascinating because it's one, one of the most recent shifts in dating trends that show that singles are really reconsidering their relationship priorities in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. Before, single people were really caring about looks and body and all of that. Well, in addition to a move towards an interest in emotional maturity, the study did find that singles are less concerned with finding someone who is considered physically attractive. In 2020, 90% of singles ranked physical attractiveness as an important quality. 90%. This year, only 78% did, and this year being 2021. So being open-minded and accepting of differences was really important to 83% of respondents, and being a good communicator was a very high priority at 84%. Now, the effect of the pandemic on these cultural changes, it can't be emphasized enough And the Match's chief science advisor says that trends emerging because of COVID-19 have the potential to impact 
how people will date and form partnerships, not only now during the pandemic, but possibly forever. There is a real need for security and stability. And this was apparently very, very important in the survey that uh, Match conducted. In fact, they found that singles indicated that their desire for a financially stable partner was 20% higher in 2021 than over the past two years. And the desire for a partner with a similar, similar level of education and a successful career rose 10% and 5% respectively since 2019. Now, a majority of singles reported being in, really eager they were to be off the market, and the sooner the better. And this is something that's fascinating because in the past, it was many singles really enjoyed casual dating, but not now. The study found only 11% of singles want to date casually. 62% they said they are looking for meaningful and committed relationships. So urgency has become a factor. 65% of those surveyed, especially the Gen Z and millennial signals, singles, not signals, um, millennial singles, said they wanted a relationship within the next year. And as far as marriage goes, it increased by nearly 20% this year over the past two years for all singles, with men across the board having the most significant increase. And that really um, kind of shocked me because I always think of guys being less committed than women, that women in the past have always wanted that ring on their finger. But uh, this year, 22% more men indicated that they want to get married, and the sooner the better. For women, it was only 14%. So that was rather, that was an interesting turnaround for me. And then uh, Match also noted that singles are looking to find more meaning in not only their romantic partnerships, but also in their independent lives. They want to work on themselves and prioritize their physical and their mental health. So this really is a historic time in human courtship. And so many people that I know that um, are single or were single, they are, of course, using online dating apps uh, to find that person that hopefully is the person of their dreams. And I know several people who are now married. And I think what's so interesting is how multicultural and multi-ethnic marriages are much more uh, prevalent today and bringing a richer cultural experience to everyone involved. And I think that is a, a really good thing. So, uh, yes, bravo to everybody who is, who is doing that. Now, the next uh, topic that I wanted to get to is the relaxed rules of office dressing. So have you been kind of exhausted from having to do Zoom classes or Zoom meetings or whatever discussions? I have to say uh, I have really tried to take as much of a, uh, a break from Zoom as possible because I did find it really exhausting. Last year, as part of Screen Actors Guild, I was on the nominating committee 
for all the films and televisions for the SAG Awards, which meant that I had to watch all the television shows and all the films from, you know, both the studios and independents and all the streaming platforms and meet up via Zoom with the directors and the producers and the actors and have these discussions. And although it was so fascinating, I was having three and four Zoom meetings a day, as well as, you know, trying to do my work. <laughs> and it, it is, it was tiring. It was tiring. So if uh, you're having that mere anxiety, which is a term that Stanford researchers have given to that negative emotion that you have from watching yourself all day long on video conference calls and Zooming, um, then let's talk about what's going to be happening now. So like so much of pandemic life and work, the way we see ourselves has changed. And for workers that are returning in person with a new sense of beauty, style, and self, it's also daunting to relearn how do you navigate the norms of work wardrobe. Now, those who have completely changed too, I mean, workers now have more power than ever before to shape their dress codes. For example, nearly half of United States consumers that were surveyed by the Klarner Bank plan to wear more comfortable clothes when they do go back to work in the office. Now, people will remain uncompromising when it comes to to their comfort, and companies are just going to have to adjust to this transition. And this is what online marketing marketers are saying about retailers and and entrepreneurs. The blazer that is thrown over a T-shirt, you know, that was just great for video conferencing, um, is now going to be appropriate for in-person meetings at headquarters. And casual to dressy transformations like chunky earrings or bright lipsticks applied just before a meeting are also here to stay. Now, I don't think that just wearing a jacket and a t-shirt with your boxer shorts like when you were in Zoom (laughs) or having your pajama bottoms on underneath that beautiful sweater that you are going to work. But I think that no matter what, you're going to be a little bit more comfortable when you go to work. Now, even before the pandemic work attire was trending towards that kind of athletic leisure look, kind of a hybrid style that feels appropriate for these hybrid times. And just like new jobs, everything seems to be changing. So we're in a current period of transition because we really have a desire for comfort and for coziness. I mean, you know, perhaps... um, People are starting to wear more softer khakis, you know, maybe elastic waistbands, other loose-fitting, comfy clothing that are kind of like sweats, but not like sweats. But at the same time, you feel like you can move in it. And before, it was sort of stuffy. You know, people were wearing suits and ties. And you would assume that somebody wearing a suit has a lot of money. But now, that has been totally flipped on its head. I mean, the guy in the hoodie probably is making more than the guy in the suit. (laughs) So uh, there is an exception to this move towards casual office dressing, and that is with people of color. 
And a Slack Future Forum survey found that 81% of black respondents in the U.S. said they still prefer a fully remote or hybrid workplace because that does offer some relief from that microaggression and the extra scrutiny that comes with in-person work. And the biases are built into the norms that are defined as personal and professional appearances. So according to them, people of color still have to prove themselves more. And it's still present in what you wear. Because um, according to the, the statistics, white skin already gets you authority. And white people might be able to get away with being more relaxed. Also, women are slower to embrace less formality and that found that women are more likely to dress up than men. And these trends um, are really a shift in how we're going to style ourselves. The first is prioritizing effectiveness and effortless, uh, effortlessness over adherence to rules. So we want to look like we tried, but didn't try too hard. And the second is a desire to buy local And a third is increasing emphasis on a brand's value. Notably, a garment's backstory might be as important as its look. Because is it something you feel good about wearing, both physically and ethically? You know, I mean, because now we're looking at at, uh, climate change. We're looking at who made it. Was it made with children's labor or forced labor? So this is a good lesson for the trend that stylists hope to see in the pandemic workplace, whether it's at home or in the office. So the focus is less on how others see you, and the focus is going to be more on how we see ourselves. So I get back to it. It's be the star you are. Just be yourself, and you should be in good shape. All right, well, that is the end of that segment, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll do a business bite, and we'll have more when we come back. Stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. It's our final show of 2021, so stick with us for more information and more positivity. Don't go away. Be the star you The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, when you're planning for 2022, I have some exercises that you do not need. We know that we all have to exercise to stay healthy. We also need humor to keep us happy. So here are a few exercises that you can do without making you tired, and they might make you chuckle instead. We don't need to jump on the bandwagon, wade through paperwork, run around in circles, push your luck, spin your wheels, add fuel to the fire, beat your head against the wall, Climb the walls, beat your own drum, drag your heels, jump to conclusions, grasp for straws, fish for compliments, throw your weight around, or pass the buck. So don't do those exercises. Just do what's fun. 
Smile, have fun, and be willing to be wild and wacky. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, muchas gracias for staying with me for our third segment. I really have been thinking a lot about longevity. And so I thought I would read to you a chapter from my book, Be the Star You Are Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, because I felt it is rather apropos for what is happening to us through this pandemic. And if we want the gift of longevity, perhaps we can follow just a few of these uh, tenets and, you know, make our lives more pleasurable. So this is, again, the gift of longevity from the book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers. In the same week that I was recovering from a serious case of mumps, five children in the United States, including myself, were diagnosed with a severe swelling of the brain known as encephalitis. Four died within 14 days. Miraculously, I was the only survivor. Ever since, I've had a great respect for the fragility of life, and I plan on living to 108. Now, before antibiotics and vaccinations were discovered and implemented, 50% of children died before they were five from many of the killer diseases, including measles, mumps, chickenpox, polio, whooping cough, and malnutrition. In developing countries, these illnesses are still a major problem. Being a child is a risky business. Now, life expectancy has changed dramatically since the time of the Roman Empire, when the average lifespan was 22 to 25 years. In 1900, the world average was 30, while in America, a male could expect to live to 46.3 and a female to 48.3. Fast forward 100 years to millennials born in 2000, where the average man is expected to live to 75 and the average woman to 80. 
Add a dozen and a half more years, and a baby born in 2018 has the potential to live to 150 or more. Well, what has changed to make the pages of science fiction a reality? One of the main reasons we can expect to live longer is because we didn't die young. Improvements in science, medicine, hygiene, nutrition, public health awareness, sanitation, clean water, and safety precautions in the workplace have all contributed to the longevity revolution. In first world countries where ample food supply is the norm, lifestyle choices have improved with the dissemination of scientific information. Listing ingredients on packaging, washing hands, getting annual checkups, and an emphasis on preventative medicine, as well as an attitude of positive mindfulness, have assisted in upping the aging ante. According to statistics gathered from the United Nations for the period of 2005 to 2010, the world's highest life expectancy is found in Japan. Until westernized customs hit Okinawa, it was considered the mecca of low mortality with more centenarians than anywhere else on the globe, 42 per 100,000 people versus 10 per 100,000 residents in industrialized countries. Interestingly, 86% of the centenarians are women. So what characteristics set them apart from the rest of the world's population? The Okinawa Centenarian Study found that Okinawan elders are laid back, they're easygoing, they're adaptable and optimistic, relying on strong family and friend connections, plus deep spiritual beliefs. They also follow a low-calorie diet of fish, vegetables, pork, and small amounts of rice, and they eat as Confucius instructed, eat not until you are full but until you are eight parts out of 10 full. In other words, 80% satiated. But if you don't live in Japan or in areas designated as longevity blue zones, what can you do to increase your odds of living to 80, 90, or 100? Now, as long as you don't get run over by a bus, killed in a bizarre accident, or become a victim of a terrorist attack, here are 20 things you can do to increase your odds of living until old age. Number one, sleep seven to nine hours every night. Decrease usage of medications and drugs. Drink more coffee, green tea, and plenty of water. Eliminate sugar. Load up on fresh vegetables and fruit. Bathe your senses in nature. Exercise, volunteer with a nonprofit and help someone else. Discover your purpose, your passion, and your positivity. Adopt a pet, wear sunscreen, and limit sun exposure. Attend religious services or believe in a higher power. Spend more time socializing with friends and family. Read and learn new skills regularly. Check in with your physician. Moderate your alcohol intake. Laugh often. Stay married or faithful to a lifelong partner. Invest and save money for a rainy day. And enjoy your vacations and your playtimes. 
Now, there are no guarantees in life except the truism of death and taxes. But embracing a healthy lifestyle filled with love, laughter, hobbies, recreation, friends, and family decreases the cellular deterioration leading to premature aging caused by stress. Let go of your regrets. Begin to live today with the hand you are dealt. What cards you play are up to you. And I've included an exercise in this chapter called Live Like You Are Dying. From the moment we are born until the day we take our last breath on this planet, we are in the process of dying. Our genetics account for just 25% of our potential to live a long, full life. The other 75% is up to us to implement. If you need a roadmap to guide you to old age, get out your pen or your keyboard and take an inventory of your daily habits. Review the 20 tips that I just read to you and elaborate on what you are doing to increase your odds of longevity. Are you getting the right amount of vitamin D? Are you over or under eating? Do you get adequate Z's? When was your last physical? Have you had a flu shot this year? Is daily reading part of your routine? Are you working too many hours? Is stress your normal mode? Do you pray or meditate or walk in nature or do you appreciate the beauty surrounding you? Remember that work is not life and time is precious. The clock is ticking and I grant you permission to pause, to pamper and to play. Don't be afraid that your life will end. Be afraid that it will never begin because I wish you a long, healthy, happy life. And I look forward to blowing out 108 candles. And I hope that you do too. And in the end, it's not the years in your life that counts. It's the life in your years. And that's a quote by Abraham Lincoln. So I hope that you have enjoyed the show for today and that you are going to go forward and have a very healthy, happy New Year's Eve. And most of all, be safe. I thank you for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here coming to you live on the Voice America channel. This is the Empowerment Channel. So I am Cynthia Bryan, and you can find more information about me or by any of the books that I have written at CynthiaBryan.com. Remember, it is the end of the year. You can still get a tax deduction to a 501c3 So consider Be the Star You Are that brings you this radio show and express yourself. Go to btsya.org or just spell out the name of the charity, bethestarur.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. See beyond your physical being. Know that you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And I hope that you'll read a book this week, and perhaps you would enjoy Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, because this world is definitely changing. So until we get to celebrate in a new year next Wednesday, remember, 
Love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. And have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And thank you to everyone who has been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are for this past year or who have supported Be The Star You Are through volunteering and donating, or just being part of the Be The Star You Are family. I really look forward to enjoying a healthy, happy relationship today, tomorrow, and always. And finally, may your best days of 2021 be your worst days of 2022. In other words, let's make 2022 a great one. Be safe. Be here next week. Thanks for joining me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Happy, happy, happy New Year. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.